0: Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. In today's gospel, we heard, and they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up 12 baskets full of the broken pieces left over. May the Holy Spirit work in our hearts through his word to allow us to recognize and be satisfied in the abundance that flows from God's kingdom. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, what's on your mind? She asked. They were eating at a restaurant. It was date night, the one Friday a month JC and her husband would go out without the kids. But Jake was quiet. He was processing things at work. He found out that a co worker had cancer. He was about the same age, and he also had two boys. And Jake could not help thinking, what if this was me? What if it was me? He didn't want to ruin the evening by bringing it up. It's strange how circumstances can shape the way we experience a meal. Jake didn't want to bring up his coworker's situation, for that would be like inviting death to the table and probably would change their meal. Yet, that is exactly what Matthew does as he offers the account of Jesus feeding the 5,000. He brings death to the table. And when we see this, it changes our appreciation for what's going on here. Matthew begins by saying, When Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. How strange to hear about Jesus withdrawing normally jesus advances he journeys toward places but here jesus is withdrawing and not only is he withdrawing but he's withdrawing to a desolate place by himself now what did jesus hear that would cause him to withdraw to a desolate place by himself it was the death of john the baptist Before Matthew speaks of feeding the 5,000, Matthew tells us of this great prophet's death. John the Baptist had been in the custody of Herod, and the plots of Herod's political palace led to John's beheading. His head was brought into a birthday party on a platter and set before Herod's niece. Now Matthew intentionally links this story to the feeding of the 5,000, And today, I would like us to think about why. Often, when I think about the feeding of the 5,000, the biblical account that comes to mind is the feeding of Israel in the wilderness. With that story hovering in the background, Jesus looks like the prophet Moses. He's the one leading and teaching God's people, who sustains them when they hunger in the wilderness. But with his reference to the death of John the Baptist, however, Matthew asks us to have another story in mind when we meditate on the feeding of the 5,000, Herod's bloody birthday party. And with that narrative in the background, we suddenly begin to see two kings, two meals, and two different kinds of kingdoms. Jesus is a different kind of king than Herod. And meditating on the difference leads us to rejoice in the kingdom that Jesus brings. King Herod had created a meal for himself. It was his birthday, so he planned a feast to celebrate the occasion. With fine food, fine wine, fine music, and fine girls who danced so fine. Herod provided a meal for himself where people could bring well wishes to the king. But the feast of King Jesus, however, is very different. No fine food, just bread and fish, the food of a day laborer. No fine music, just the cries of the sick. No dancing girls, just people who could not walk, much less dance, being brought to the feet of jesus yet jesus prepares a meal for them why because jesus is bringing a different kind of kingdom he does not come to receive our well wishes he comes to wish us well his kingdom is not filled with palace intrigues that lead to death but with divine mercy that leads to life dancing will be done but it'll be done by those who have been healed by his mercy and there'll be death all right the death of a prophet indeed there will be the death of someone more than a prophet jesus christ the very son of god his death however will not just be the result of petty games of power among the religious leaders His death will be the result of God the Father's gracious plan to use his power to end sickness and death on this earth. The power of God which comes in Jesus is present at this dinner. He has come to bring healing to the sick, food to the hungry, and salvation to all who live under the reign of death. Now, the kingdom of Jesus doesn't always fit into how this world thinks but jesus doesn't live within the boundaries of the sensible it wasn't sensible to tell fishermen who had been fishing all night and caught nothing to go back in the day when the fish went deep and try again but jesus did and it provided a great catch it wasn't sensible to assert that a girl who had died was simply asleep but jesus did And then showed it by raising her from the dead. And in the very same way, it wasn't sensible for Jesus to tell his small group of disciples, when faced with a crowd of over 5,000 hungry people, you give them something to eat. But Jesus did. And maybe the disciples were getting used to that by now as a part of their continuing education because they didn't object. They simply take what they have and place it in the hands of Jesus. Five loaves of bread and two fish. And it's enough. For anything, anything in the hands of the Lord is always enough. More than enough, actually. The kingdom of Jesus is a kingdom that is filled with gifts upon gifts for his people. Jesus is lavish with his gifts. He doesn't carefully measure out to each person an exact portion by saying two ounces of bread and one ounce of fish for each adult, and then there you go, that's just enough for you, move along. No, Jesus gives and gives and keeps on giving. More than we think, more than we expect, more than enough, actually. For here in this man, Jesus is our giving God in flesh and bone. Here in this man, Jesus is the one who has come in fulfillment of the words of the prophet Isaiah, providing wine and milk, or in this case, bread and fish, without money and without price, that all may come and be filled. And that all means not only the people in Isaiah's day for the over 5,000 gathered in the countryside around Jesus. But it also includes you and me today. The feeding of our Lord that he began continues to this very day, as we have come to our Lord here in this place to receive his food. From the hands of his servants today, Jesus is still feeding the multitudes, not with bread and fish or mere bread and wine, but with his very own food body and blood Jesus does not leave us to discover our own spirituality or send us away in search of our own spiritual nourishment instead he comes here to provide for us and not just a morsel but to give us an abundance an abundance of his forgiveness an abundance of his life an abundance of his salvation That we may be filled with him and his life and have it abundantly. That is Jesus, your savior, your king. The kingdom of Jesus is filled with the poor, the weak, the suffering. People like you and me. Because Jesus came to bring such people to himself. Herod celebrated his birthday. But Jesus celebrates yours. The day you were born by water and the spirit into the kingdom of God. And the table that Jesus set in the midst of the wilderness upends the kingdoms of this world and extends the kingdom of God, even to our church family here today. In our world, it's so easy to get immersed in the petty power and politics of the ruling kingdoms. These politics have fractured our country, divided families, We long to get away, to wander out into some desolate place by ourselves where we can find rest from the constant conflict. Well, this morning, Matthew tells you that when you enter that desolate place, you will find Jesus. He is there waiting for you. He came to bring the wearied salvation, the wandering a sense of purpose, And the weak, a source of strength for the struggles of this life. And so, brothers and sisters in Christ, come this morning to the table of King Jesus. Feast in and on his everlasting love given for you. Amen.